0: Hi I'm Michelle and I'm with Zadie and Veronica. So this is our last episode and uh for the Princess Bride and we are going to be answering about three questions that we feel are necessary. So what is most important what is the most important theme in the book and why? I
1: feel like the biggest theme or like the most important theme would be like love doesn't exist and like even when it does it always finds a way to like leave you and I think that like when we were discussing about earlier like on Friday like uh what was what do you think is like what type of book is this I would say it's a fantasy book
2: um I feel the main theme is uh direct targeting of the reality of life and how it's muddled through the lenses of fantasy and romanticization of life in general avoiding the reality of it and unlike this book which targets it directly using fantasy as a tool to get to that topic
0: i personally i think that like the biggest theme is life is just isn't fair in general because not even like for romance it's like it's like an ego like his father died that has nothing to do with romance it's just unfair to him personally and it's just kind of showing yeah. that not everything is going to go the way you want, and you're going to have to deal with it because that's how life is going to go. It's not going to change specifically for you. Yeah.
2: And then for the second question, describe the relationship between Prince Humperdinck and Buttercup. How has it changed? Oh, wait, we're doing this one. It's fine. How has it changed throughout the course of the story? What do they want from each other? Does the relationship move the plot forward? I, f- you want to go first? Oh,
1: no. Okay. I feel like basically I don't think the relationship really changed at all. She doesn't want to get married. He's kind of forcing her to, and she just kind of lets it happen. Like she says that she is okay. Like she says that like she can't live without Wesley. Yet when she thinks Wesley's dead,
0: she doesn't want to get beheaded, so she'll marry the prince. Yeah, I also, like, to add from that, I think it goes into more of, like, an abusive relationship in the end because yeah. it does say that he starts ripping out her hair and scratching her face when she... cut kept talking about wesley and how like it got him just like really riled up and he just hated it so he finally lost it on her so i think it almost turned into a physical yeah. abusive relationship because it was already mentally physical i mean abusive you can tell just by the way that he's talking to her how he's lying to her that he's been giving like messages to wesley and stuff it's like it's not a good relationship yeah
2: and i also think and not love not of love but there was a there, and it certainly wasn't mutual, but there was an attraction towards Buttercup on the prince's part. Yeah. That kind of developed throughout, especially spending time with her. But that kind of led to the thing of, oh, I'm not supposed to be feeling this, so I'm going to kill her. Yeah. I yes. use her as a stepping stone because he doesn't want to be attracted to her. He can't because he needs to use her as a way to. Almost start like, a war. Tool,
0: yeah, like a tool. Yeah. To show that, like, representation. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like.
1: It's one of the most toxic things I've ever had to really read, I would say, because, like, it's just the whole, he can't find another person that's willing to do this thing. Yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Um, so, throughout the story, Wesley has been almost, like, a perfect person, a hero, and no faults at all. But when he was um, tortured in the specific section, um, do you think he has any faults or he doesn't? Or what does his, what, having any faults make him more difficult to relate to? Or do you disagree that he thinks he has faults? Oh, well, first
2: of all, he definitely has faults. He's, He's a misogynist, as we see in the last chapter when he says he owns Buttercup. Yep. yep. Um, he's a big misogynist, yeah. but not only that, but he definitely has physical flaws, as we can see throughout the torture. He has fears. He has, um, he feels pain like any normal human would. And he just was, learned how to suppress it. Yeah. He tries to suppress it, but it's impossible as human nature deems. And like I said, he's definitely not perfect um, character-wise. He has yeah. flaws. In his I, character. I
1: would say he's perfect in the way of, like, a man, would think. Yeah. But, like... Male for, gaze. Yes. Ma- like, the male gaze, he seems, like, amazing. I want to be that type of guy. But I feel like for the woman gaze, it's just, like, I I don't see what this would be what anyone wants. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's... He acts like he owns Buttercup, and if this was happening... Like, nowadays, I feel like Buttercup wouldn't like him. Like, I feel like Buttercup wouldn't stand up to him. I don't think anybody
2: likes to- being owned. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: But, or- like, she is kind of deluded by, like, everything. And in- because it's this time period, so it's all okay then. Yeah. As okay as it can be. Yeah. But, like, if that were to happen nowadays with her and, like... Seeing that in real life, life, it would just yeah, be... Yeah, it would just not be okay. It wouldn't be acceptable. He would probably get canceled... Yep,
2: okay <laughs> think back to the moment where you felt the most suspense in the book when was this how was the suspense created what other moments um, in the book create suspense how does how how does the suspense affect the reader are there any specific literary devices such as dramatic irony that help create this suspense
0: say probably the most suspense is when wesley dies or the raid of the castle but for wesley dying i think it's probably the top for me generally because it does like have a ton of suspense because it's like oh what is going to happen it also brings in dramatic irony almost because yeah. wesley was able to kill the he was able to like drink poison he was able to go around fessic he was able to go around so many people even Anigo. it's like oh, he, <laughs> he died came. from a machine. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. it's weird. And it also
2: creates this, like, dramatic effect of what's going to happen to Buttercup. Yeah. He, she's
0: she's been, been waiting for him. him. Yeah.
2: yeah, she's been waiting for him. It's the entire point of the book, that he gets to her, he gets her, and he, yeah, gets her. Yeah. Um. But it also makes you think, since at the time you don't know if Buttercup's going to find out or not. Yeah. And later in the book, knowing that she tried to kill herself when he, she thought he wasn't coming, but she thought yeah. he was alive. It's like kinda hard to think of what she would have done if she knew he was dead. Which for the second time. Yeah, for the second time. Especially at the
0: end of the book because it's like it's like it's almost on a cliffhanger and Wesley is really weak. So like what if he does die? Like it's almost like what would she do then? It's like because it kinda brings into like also like also enforcing
2: misogynistic stereotypes.
0: But for me,
1: I would actually say that like Anigo and like Anigo's fight with the count was the most sensible thing yeah. for me.
2: It's also very gorgeous Because, like, yeah. The goryest part of the book.
1: I know, but it's, it's, for me, it's like, it's like, it was so, like, relieving when he finally killed the Count, and yeah. I just, I loved that so much, and there was so suspe- so much suspense when he kept saying his line over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it was almost like he was, like, just, like, in a circle, They like, kept repeating and repeating, and I think yeah. that's what and made the Count, like, building confused. building and building yeah. and building, and then he finally did it, and I was just so happy. And it kind of ended it, in a way.
2: That's all for now.